Empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless. Okay, so here we go.、Um, hello, my dear listeners. I'm Dalgat, and you're listening to Mumble Podcast.、Um, so yeah, that Mumble Universe, you know, you are in listening to and reading to articles which I publish, and doing all of this stuff that that contributes to learning English in a better way.、Um, I'm Dalgat. Yes, and、um, we're going to be talking about collocations today. But before we get started. Um, <clears throat> learning some collocations, which I've which I've got for you. I'd like to talk about you a bit.、Um, yeah, how are you doing? The new year is coming. Are you ready to celebrate that global event, global holiday? I've noticed that the new year, at least the new year,、uh, is kind of the most、uh, well-known, you know, holiday. Um, which is celebrated around the world.、Um, talking about Halloween, for example, people get divided into two groups: those who support、uh, that kind of fun day, and those who don't. Those who get extremely skeptical about the、um, like、the right of this、uh, of this kind of holiday. At least people in Russia here they they get kept kept quite skeptical about like should we kind of have fun or not or maybe we somehow、um, you know adhere to kind of Western values but actually not you know I I totally you know disagree with them I mean it's just a matter of globalization. And whether you like it or not,、uh, if you see something which is really interesting and、uh, and really fun, fun like、um, fun oriented, you know, fun、um, cozy, why not? There's nothing bad to to get to know something and to borrow something from another culture, right?、Um, and yeah,、uh, as for the new year, I hopefully people are pretty kind of tolerant towards that.、Uh, Holiday,、uh, but actually, it's not just a holiday, right? It's just a date. It's just the end of a year, you know. But we tend to celebrate it like it's something, something special, you know, something really awe-inspiring.、Uh, anyway,、uh, yeah, I'm wondering how you are going to celebrate、uh, the new year. If possible, please could you pause and tell yourself like how you're going to celebrate it. While you are thinking, let me tell you how I am.、Uh, actually, there is nothing new, and I hope and I kind of feel that most of my audience is going to listen to is going to who is listening to this podcast is going to celebrate the way I'm going to do. It's like you know being surrounded by your、um, family members, close friends, and because、uh, because we are used to doing so. Uh, but honestly speak, speaking, I wish I, I wish I celeb, kind of I, I wish I celebrated、um, the new year, the coming new year,、um, not at home, you know. I, I'd like to, yeah. I hope that next one, like twenty twenty four, 
I'll celebrate somewhere because I want to shake it off a bit. You know, for over the last past 20 years, I've been celebrating the new year together with my family. And, and it's quite um, like, it's pretty traditional thing. It, it, and it's so tradi traditional, it, even to some extent, it has turned into, turned into kind of routine. And as you know, whatever turns into routine um, is no longer kind of appealing, right? So, can't say that New Year is no longer appealing, but honestly speaking, I haven't put a Christmas tree up yet, and I'm not going to. Although we've got some like pine tree branches, you know, we're gonna we're gonna gonna hang around the apartment, like in order just to to create that vibe. Because for two reasons why, uh, two reasons I haven't put and I'm not going to put the Christmas tree up. First one, uh, today, right, a lot of lot of trees, uh, which you can get uh, in different stores, uh, and these trees are not real ones, like like fake trees, fake trees or artificial trees. Um, they're quite practical, yes, on one hand, but on the other hand. Um, you know, I can't get any wipe, I can't really feel them. It's just a kind of decoration, but it seems to me quite soulless decoration, you know. Uh, the second, uh, yeah, you might think like, why not to put uh, a real tree? Yeah, I wish I had a real pine tree, you know. But mostly it, it's great if you have an apartment, or if you have a kind of detached house or at least like a country house, um, where, wherein you've got some trees there, and you get those trees uh, kind of decorated, and yep, Bob's uncle, it's great. But unfortunately, I don't have any, any of all of these options. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't buy tree, because it, to me, it, 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 it looks quite rude, and quite um, cruel cruel towards the nature, towards, um, uh, in relation to nature, you know, and then they just forest, you just bring, bring, uh, bring along the tree and uh, put it for a month, put it up for a month and then remove it. Mm -mm. Quite cruel, quite cruel thing. Um, instead, I, yeah, we decided to get some branches of pine tree like I said and yeah we I, I got them there on my living room in my living room so but I haven't put them on the wall yet um, yeah okay so yeah and we're gonna celebrate with my family members with my mom brother with my just basically family you know uh, and then I hope we will gonna have some I'll have some kind of short vacation kind of getaway somewhere in Moscow. I hope you're going to have at least a great time, no matter how you're going to celebrate it, because, you know, we all have, it's kind of, it's a personal matter, right? And uh, there is not idle way to celebrate uh, anything. Whatever works with you, whatever makes fun, whatever really makes you feel happy, it's great. As for now, uh, 
yeah, today I'd like to discuss with you collocations. I've got a bunch of them. Uh, collocations about talking. Yeah, surprisingly, there's nothing about kind of the New Year, about the Christmas, because I guess lots of my colleagues and uh, podcasters are already working on something really similar. That's why I decided just to work, just to do something really helpful uh, and uh, yet uh, interesting. Um, yeah, about talking. And first, I'd like to ask you, how often do you talk well? How often do you talk like to your friends, uh, I don't know, parents, colleagues, right, siblings? How often? And I suppose you, you, you talk a lot, don't you? Because it's something that we do on a daily basis. You may have heard of uh, Hinduism and uh, there is a technique, meditation technique, known as uh, Vapisana. If just a second, let me Google it. Uh, we're, you know, while I'm Googling, let me just, let me just tell you what this means, what, what it means. Uh -huh, I found it. In English, it goes like Vipisana. Yeah, Vipisana. So, Basically, it's a technique where you get kind of you shut up <laughs> uh, for for about ten days, and you don't utter a word. You don't utter a word, you know, whatsoever, for about ten days. Just imagine. To me, it's just a nightmare. It's just a nightmare, you know, because um, I can't imagine the world a world where I can't talk. To anybody it's my it's something that I was born for <laughs> to talk to people um, yeah and Vipassana uh, sorry if I spell it incorrectly Vipassana it's a something yeah like I said where you get silent you don't utter utter means like a say a word of about 10 days and it's supposed to help you Kind of recharge your batteries, reframe your values, you know, just to restart your uh, mind again. Yeah, it's just a therapy, like meditation, uh, according to which you're supposed to just be silent, but uh, think, you know, you're allowed to think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to learn with you something new, some new collocations. Uh, so, let me just briefly tell you how we're going to do that. I've got two uh, kind of, you know, I've got a story for you. I've got a short text for you. It's kind of letter written by, by, uh, by Liam. Um, and this, like, a letter is full of collocations. First, I'm going to read them aloud, uh, read this uh, letter aloud. And you're supposed to uh, spot collocations there and once I'm done with reading then I'll break I'll, I'll focus on I'll just look at uh, collocations and break them down okay and right after the letter uh, I'm gonna look at just uh, some some types of language and conversation people have but to be honest I'd like to start off uh, types of language and conversation and then we'll move to 
the letter, okay? And yeah, um, talking about types of uh, conversation, uh, type of types of language, we've got like idle chatter, idle chatter. By the way, my dear listeners, you will get a list of these collocations uh, attached to the file right after this episode gets published, okay? So you will get all of them, PDF file. So, idle chatter, it's kind of chatter in which the speakers just exchange pleasantries or share kind of juicy gossip about their friends and colleagues. Exchange pleasantries, it means something uh, polite, something, in a, you know, it's just a remark, uh, mostly in a humorous, uh, uh, just a um, polite or often slightly humorous remark, you know, it's mean, it means pleasantry. So exchange pleasantries, like when two people exchange uh, juicy gossip. I, I suppose gossip is something familiar to you. Um, so yeah, gossips might be, but as a rule, they are something negative. So gossips that it's uh, a gossip. Uh, it's like an official, you know, um, as a rule on like um, false um, fact about something or someone people spread. So we are human beings, although we know we're supposed to be pretty smart and we work on really great things, I mean people, humans, but at the same time we've got some like a negative things, like anything in the world, which, which, which proves itself that we are not idle, because we, by, I believe by nature we, we tend to gossip. It's something that we can't do anything with. We can't get rid of it. No matter how hard we try, we can't just can't get rid of it. I, I remember reading the, the, the book which I would recommend you to read, uh, written by uh, Harari. Let me just uh, Google his name. Um, Yuval Noi Harari. He's a pretty interesting uh, Writer born in in uh, Israel, yeah, he's a Israel, mm, you know, professor of history, um, and he he wrote this book, which goes like uh, 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 *Sapiens*, *Sapiens* and the short story of humankind. Pretty interesting book, full of insights. And uh, yeah, there he says, like he kind of puts forward the fact that by nature we tend to uh, gossip. It's our kind of, we are hardwired to gossip. Just imagine situation, you just sit, listen to pod, this podcast, you know, everything is great, you feel comfortable. But all of a sudden, you see somebody, you hear somebody, like you overhear somebody, um, gossiping like talking something about somebody you you know about your friend or about your colleague and uh, i'm sure not even i am you are likely you're very likely to pause this podcast and and, uh, and continue listening to them and you might be doing it subconsciously because again like i said it's our nature to gossip so um Again, gossiping, uh, despite being a negative, despite having negative connotation, it's part of us. 
o k yeah. Having idle chatter, right? People tend to exchange news, uh, rumors also. People, usually language learners, get confused with two words, like gossips, gossips and rumors. So talking about rumors, they are always flying around in the society. If you are interested in sports, there are a lot of rumors about, say, like Cristiano Ronaldo is about to join, uh, join a team, kind of Juventus, or or is about to join, I don't know, Manchester City. So it's not a fact, you know. It's just a rumor. People think that he's he's going to. Again, we need rumors because it's quite sometimes it it appears uh, whenever we wait for wait for happening, uh, we might lose our patience. So, and in order not to lose our patience, we need rumors because rumors kind of reduce that stress and and tension we get. You know. Um. Yeah. So and. Um, Uh, okay. Also, we might engage someone in conversation. To engage someone in conversation, it means to, like, kind of invite, you know, to get someone involved in it. Kind of by asking some questions, you, like, okay, man, like, uh, John, John, what do you think about it? So by asking, what do you think, you somehow get John engaged in a conversation. Um, while 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 talk while talking, people might open their heart. So to open a heart or to open your heart, if it, we talk about you, it means like that um, you talk genuinely, you know, like honestly to a person. It might be something that you've been concerned about, uh, or something that you are, you know, that you want to share with somebody. Um, yeah, like as long as we talk, our conversation might turn into an argument, um, and some people even might uh, draw might 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 draw you into into an argument. An argument, it's a something. It's like a debate. You know, again, it's a synonym. Debate is a synonym of a of a word. Argument, an argument. So people debating, they are trying to find what the truth is, uh, and they supposed to kind of bring along some kind of um, facts, evidence, you know, um, proving that they are right. And if they win an argument, right, it it means that they've got more than enough uh, evidence, right, to prove to prove the truth. If they lose, it's It's right the opposite thing. Although some people just uh, always want to win an argument, for others losing the argument is not important, as they simply enjoy a good con- a, a good discussion. Yeah. If you are in a very noisy place, it can become impossible to carry on a conversation. So to carry on a conversation means to continue conversation. You know. Of any kind, and it's also hard for, for like for parents sometimes to hold a conversation when there are there are small children in the room, because they're always running around like making. As you know, children are pretty noisy, 
by nature again because we can't like blame children for being noisy it's it's part of their life be, be to be noisy so uh, but it's quite hard uh, sometimes to carry on a conversation uh, when you are surrounded by when you are being surrounded by children so yeah there are a, there is a, a list of uh, collocations and again I'd like to go for them so please I'd like you just to listen to me attentively so the first one uh, idle chatter as you know it's again it's a, just a regular dialogue between people while people talk to each other they tend to exchange pleasantries something positive uh, pleasantry it's a it's a you know it's a polite often slightly humorous remark um, also along with the pleasantries people tend to share juicy uh, gossip about their friends and colleagues gossip bear in mind that it's something negative uh, various uh, rumor right rumors it's something it's not as a rule it's not negative it's something that we need to have sorry um, and that's why rumors are always flying around so if rumors are or like a fly around it means like uh, you know they are everywhere basically they're flying around um, keep in mind that during uh, although you are not involved in a conversation you might be engaged by someone in conversation so or you might engage someone in conversation if you engage someone in conversation it means that you somehow invite that person by asking some questions uh, people tend to open their heart like open your heart uh, while talking to someone someone they trust someone they believe someone they you know like rely on so yeah if you've got a friend a close friend an intimate friend right it's okay to open your heart to open uh, heart means to um, to share uh, to share about something that you are concerned about again to share something that you are concerned about um, along with uh, just uh, you know idle chatter people also tend to have uh, an argument with each other argument right means debate uh, when two kind of people disagree with each other or something right, they might have an argument so and while you are involved in the, an argument so um, you're supposed to kind of bring along some evidence or some uh, facts which prove that you are right and uh, so and then you might either win an argument or lose it uh, and in fact in actual fact some people always want to win an argument for others losing the argument is not important because they enjoy good discussion well uh, and finally uh, keep in mind that if you are surrounded by kids by children right it might be quite hard to hold on excuse me yeah to hold on oh to hold on yeah that's my mistake to hold a conversation hold on it's appraisal verb it means like to wait so yeah if you are surrounded by kids by children who are quite noisy it might appear to be quite hard to hold a conversation to hold a conversation means to continue to carry on a conversation okay so that's been our first part 
Uh, now I'd like to kind of put a bit, like our jingle. Mm -hmm. And like I told you before, I'd like you to be extremely attentive now because this letter is full of collocations which I'm going to break down a little later. Okay, later on. So here we go. Uh, the letter uh, was written by Lime. Hi, Sophia. As you know, I wanted to talk to my parents yesterday about my plans for dropping out of university. But I didn't. I didn't have much luck. First of all, I found it very hard to broach the subject. As soon as I started explaining how badly I wanted to start earning, one of them would change the subject. It was as they, if they were deliberately trying to avoid something they sensed was going on to be a problem. Eventually, I managed to bring up the subject. Again, they finally started to take me seriously. I tried not to overstate my case, believing and just uh, putting things as simply as I could. But then uh, they started to bombard with, with, my, with questions. Why did I really want to leave? Why would I do? What would I do? Excuse me. Did I realize that I would get a much better job with a degree? Dad didn't even listen to my answers. He just started uh, making broad generalization about the importance of education. He went on and on for about half an hour before telling me to drop the subject and never refer to it again. So I'm not sure what to do next. Any advice? Lime. Uh, you've just listened to this letter uh, written by Lime where he's asking for advice what to do right in his case he he wants to he wants to leave kind of he says like a drop out means like he wants to leave university but his parents are against this idea uh and yeah and as you know he's quite like um like he he, he fluctuates over the point how to tell them and the uh, whenever he broached the topic, the subject. So to broach the subject means like a, to begin a discussion of a difficult topic. His parents, you know, abort the topic. To abort means to cancel it, you know, to stop it right away. Abort. So uh, this is the first collocation, broach the subject. Again, like I said, means to begin a discussion of a difficult topic. The second one, change the subject. So to change the subject means, basically means to change the subject. You know, you just change it and start talking about something else. Say, you might say, oh mom, you know, I want to tell you that I want to get married. Or I don't want to get married. And your parents like, okay, so what, what, what are we having for dinner tonight? Or something, you know. They change the topic, and they, they change the subject. Uh, the third one, to bring up the subject. So to bring up the subject, it's roughly the same as broach the subject. So, uh, but the difference is broach, you broach something, uh, means like you do it for the first time. To bring something up, or to bring up the subject, means to mention it again. Uh, and please keep in mind that bring up, it's a phrasal verb which might have... Uh, different like meanings and one of them means to bring a child up means to kind of educate your child you know to tell your child what 
what what is good, what is bad. Yeah, it means to bring up as well. Like I was brought up by my grandparents. You know, it means like my parents did not have enough time to be with me. It's not about me, right? It's just example, an example. So to bring up the subject in this case means to start the subject again. Uh, yeah, and they finally started to take me seriously. So if somebody takes you seriously, means like they are in all ears, you know, they are listening to you. Um, I tried not to overstate my case. This is quite interesting, collocation. Overstate my case means to give too much importance or seriousness to a point of view. Overstate, like put too much emphasis, you know, to put too much importance uh, over your case. And he says, like, I tried not to overstate. I tried to keep my parents, like, I tried not to tell them, you know, I'm going to die if I, if I, if I, like, leave university or something. Um, so the third one, uh, the next one, to bombard. So, but then they started to bombard with, with questions. Again, I suppose it's quite clear to you as well. So to bombard, right, ask me a lot of questions. To bombard someone with questions means to ask a lot of questions over that subject. Um, as he talks about dropping out. By the way, to drop out, I, I hope I told you that means to leave. So for dropping out university, uh, he got bombarded with many, many questions. Um, and the last, no, not the last one, broad generalizations. Yes, this is the next one. His father, Lime's father, just started making broad generalizations. Broad generalizations means, um, you know, when you just generalize things which you don't know well enough. What I mean is, so talking about COVID, right, which is quite sensitive topic, although COVID hit us a couple of years ago, but anyway, at least here in our country, it seems to be quite, uh, it seems to, to, to kind of bygone topic, you know. Um, so broad generalizations, it, which we, people make them when they don't know much about the topic, much about the subject. They just brought them like, okay, so COVID, yeah, it's something dangerous. It's bad. Uh, we have to wear masks and so on and so forth. You know? So broad generalizations about the importance of education. So people have some broad generalizations over the importance of education, like having degree, Having a degree is important because you're going to get a job. Um, and they kind of build these um, generalizations on their, previous, on their past experience. Before, yeah, degree used to be really important, used to be kind of a milestone of a successful career. But today, mm -mm. in some cases, yes. Like for doctors, for engineers, yes. But as for, I don't know, create creativity-related jobs, such as uh, musicians, actors, I don't know, uh, maybe even journalists. Mm -mm. It doesn't seem to be really important because it's more about your talent. It's more about your mm, experience, you know. Uh, yeah, I might be wrong. That's my own opinion, you know. And the last one, to drop the subject. So to drop the subject means to like never 
broach it again. My father told me to drop the subject, means like to stop talking about it. Come on, let's drop the subject, like let's change it. Okay, so that's been our letter written by Lyme. Again, let me go through these collocations uh, one more time. So to broach the subject means to begin a discussion of a difficult topic. To change the subject, the subject means to change it, basically, to start talking about something else. To bring up the subject again means to mention it again. To take someone seriously when you are in all ears. In all ears means when you listen to someone, uh, you know, attentively. To overstate someone's case uh, means to give too much importance or seriousness to a point of view. Uh, and the next one, like to bombard with questions, to bombard someone with questions means ask someone uh, a lot of questions. Uh, well, the next, to broad generalizations, right, means to um, to come to conclusions with general suggestions, general conclusions even. Um, you just, you know, something that you that you are used to thinking of. And the last one, to drop the subject, means to stop talking about something or for a while. Yeah, great then. Thank you. Um, and finally, I'd like to kind of sum up our episode with last list of collocations uh, consisting of adjective and plus noun phrases. For example, collocation like bad, strong, or foul language. So if you come across bad language or strong language or foul language, it means that you deal with swear words, taboo language, you know. Foul suggests much stronger disapproval than bad or strong. And foul means uh, it's quite formal. Foul. TV dramas today use much more bad, strong language than they did 40 years ago. Okay, bad language, strong language, it's about swearing. It's about bad words, like F words, N words, and the like. Uh, four letter words, it's another expression for swearing. Please try to express your feelings without using four letter words. Okay, taboo words the same. So you might either say bad, bad language or strong language, as well as four letter words. Please, could you, could you, Kind of stop using four letter words. There are kids around. Uh, opening gambit. Wow, it's a, one of my favorite collocations. So, again, as you see, we are working with adjective plus noun phrase. Opening, it's an adjective. Gambit, it's a noun phrase. So, opening gambit it means a remark made in order to start a conversation. For example, you are a teacher, aren't you? Was his opening, uh, opening gambit? You are a teacher, aren't you? Was his opening gambit? So, uh, opening gambit, again, it's a, a remark made in order to start a conversation. You are a teacher, aren't you? you know, people just start, oh, you are you're Mark, aren't you? It's a kind of opening gambit. Uh, the next one is a rush promise. A rush promise, um, so people tend to make rush promises and those promises are made without thinking. Under, like, being, being affected 
by like by being being strongly affected by someone or by something, you made these rash promises like I'll never smoke anymore or I'll never drink again or something like this. And it's and it's and these promises are considered as rash promises, okay? So don't make any rash promises. Think before you agree to anything. Uh, on the other hand, we've got an empty promise. So empty promise, empty promises made which uh, which the speaker has no intention of keeping. You just make them. Unfortunately, people make them, but uh, that, that's why they are called empty because people don't keep them. You just make and forget. Make those promises and forget. Say, um, I promise I'll start learning English. But then you forget about it for about a year. And you don't learn it, you know. And there is some, and there is a teacher who gets sad about it. So, she's full of empty promises. You shouldn't believe a word she says. It's just an example. And the last one, a tough question. So if you deal with a tough question, it means like it's a difficult question to answer. It's a tough question. So do I regret anything? Oh, that's a tough question. So thank you very much, guys, for listening to Mumble Podcast. I'm Dalgat, and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, you'll get, again, uh, all of these collocations attached to a PDF file right under the recording. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye, bye, bye.